Welcome back to another week here on The Rep. Well, today we launch forward a good bit in our study from the first chapter in the book of Romans to today opening up in the third chapter of the book of Romans. If I were preaching through the book of Romans, and I assure you I would not skip all that heavenly ground that we're missing in chapter 2, but I'm not preaching the book of Romans to you on The Rep. I'm trying to motivate you to have a zeal for speaking about Christ to the lost people in your life. And I'm using Paul's glorious gospel arguments in the book of Romans to do work towards that, praying that the Holy Spirit would excite you about the gospel as we study the inner workings of it so that you will be eager to speak about the gospel to people whom God brings into your life or already has placed in your life. And so, I think I've adequately defended why I'm skipping Romans 2. Here we go, Romans chapter 3. I originally was going to pick up at verse 21, but man, as I realized as I was studying through this and, and making some notes that in order to get a sense of, of this glorious contrast that Paul's making in verse 21, I really think you need to feel the weight of what I'm going to call a catch-22 that he gives us in verses 19 and 20. And so let's begin our thoughts in verse 19. I'm going to read this to you. I'm reading the ESV translation. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. In order to feel the weight here, I think you need to understand that Paul's, he's not rushing through this by giving just a casual slur about the law. And the only reason that I say that is that I, I think that for us it, it may seem that way. Or that's how we use the word, whatever, you know, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Well, first, I need to point this out, that the word here, which the ESV translates as whatever, gives the idea that could literally be translated in these, this phrase of as much as. It's the idea of really a, a cumulative term, not a, not a casual one. It's a, it's a comprehensive idea, not a casual slur. And so that cumulative, comprehensive, big conclusion that the law gives, that's what Paul is saying here. But what is that big conclusion? Well, no need to look far. Just dance your eyes up a few verses to Romans 3.11 for a good summary. Uh, that's also an Old Testament quotation. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. I could go on and on about the depth of that quotation and what it says about our depravity. But it's what I think Paul has in mind when he says, whatever the law says, he's not being casual. He's thinking about that big concluding truth that you are not righteous. The law speaks that conclusion to people who are under the law. So again, let's pause for a moment. Paul is actually using a Greek preposition here, which we translate 
by that word under. And it certainly, the idea is certainly when we read the word under, it gives us the idea of the law bearing down on top of person like a big megalithic boulder. And that image is vivid and, and good, uh, but we can also think of this as a medium through which a person is seeking righteousness. And maybe that's what Paul is getting at. So that conclusion that the law gives that no one is righteous, it says that to people who are seeking to become righteous through the law, trying to attain a status of righteousness before God by your own efforts, seeking it through that means is indeed like being under a big gigantic stone that is crushing you. It's like a dead end for those who are seeking it. So here comes what I'm calling the catch-22. Look at verse 20. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. So according to Paul, the reason that the law says what it says to those who are seeking to be righteous through it is because no person can justify themselves in the eyes of God through it. It was not meant to do that. And why do I say that? Because of what Paul says next. And here's the catch 22, or what I'm calling a catch 22. Paul says, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So those who are seeking to be made righteous by their own works through the law are seeking righteousness through a means that only exposes a person's unrighteousness. So the law of God, while it reveals the righteousness of God, reveals it in a way that is bad news to us because it exposes our sinfulness. It exposes our unrighteousness. So to seek to be righteous by the works of the law is a futile, empty task like a catch-22, nothing but a dead end to those who seek it. Now here's that glorious contrast that I had originally intended to begin with in this episode. Look with me at verses 21 through 22. But, there's that heavenly contrast, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. It's been made known apart from the law. The law exposes your unrighteousness, but God has done something now by making his righteousness known through another means, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. Verse 22, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. If you recall from a few weeks ago when we were looking at Romans 1.17 and talking about the righteousness of God. If you missed that episode, I highly encourage you to go back to it. It's 10 minutes on explaining and defining what the righteousness of God is and what that means. And there we mention this idea of God's righteousness through his character and God's righteousness as Christ our champion. And it really, when I'm reading this verse, it seems like the text reads like a shift from God's character to God as our champion. The righteousness that would have killed you under the law now rescues you in Christ. The righteousness that condemns people under the law, the righteousness of God through the law that, that feels like a big, gigantic stone crushing us now saves those 
who believe in Christ. God has achieved a righteous rescue for us. God is right to rescue us. God is right to rescue those who through faith believe in his son Jesus. But here's the big question, and here's where I'm going to leave you on like a cliffhanger, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of an odd way to end it. But again, I'm not preaching through the book of Romans. Uh, and I know that you listening to this know the gospel. I'm, I'm leaving you here because I want you to think about it over the next week. And when we come back for the next episode, we'll begin talking about the inner workings of the gospel. But how is this glorious contrast that Paul is giving us here in verses 21 and 22 What's the reason for this? How can this be? We see that it's glorious because we feel the weight of verses 19 and 20. And we feel the heavenly ascension of verses 21 and 22. But how can God do this? That's the big question. How can God make people righteous through faith in Christ without compromising his righteous character? How does this all work out? What's the inner workings of this? I think that's what we're going to see in the upcoming weeks as we dive into verses 23 through 26. I hope you'll join us then. But until then, have a great week and marvel at the mystery of the gospel, the good news of God's righteousness revealed in Christ Jesus.